Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Walt Disney World vacation. Today, on Episode 7, we finish our 101 series with Hollywood Studios 101, discussing whether the park is worth visiting now in its construction state and what's to come. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, and please subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. And if you could share the podcast with someone you think might be interested and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Azzo Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back. Before we get started on uh, our topic today, which is Hollywood Studios 101, I did want to offer a little mea culpa. Leslie, would you say that we are perfect? Of course, Joe. No, <laughs> not at all. We make Disney mistakes all the time and, and more general mistakes. Yeah. So we're most decidedly not perfect. And also, as my wife would tell you, even if there's something that we really love, sometimes we put our foot in our mouths and say something that said object of love might not greatly appreciate. And so I want to thank uh, Twitter user Robert Dwyer and friend of the show for pointing out that both Joe Rohde, the father of Animal Kingdom and Disney would really be taken aback for me comparing it to a zoo last week, even though, you know, I meant it in the most positive terms. I just want to apologize to Joe and Disney. I don't know if you know this, Leslie, but in 2001, Disney was so like anti-animal kingdom as a zoo that they had a commercial campaign where they made up a word, N-A-H-T-A-Z-U, not a zoo, as their commercial campaign for animal kingdom. Wow. I had no idea that that is some Disney trivia there, but there are animals. So people are always going to use that. You know, I don't know what, what to do about that. So. Yeah. And I mean, my kids love thinking of it that way, but I want to honor the creator. And so my apologies. Also, you know, Bob Robert Dwyer, he had a good description for it. Just think of it as Adventureland on steroids. And so, you know, we'll go with that. Got it. All right. So we're going to move on to the next park that we're going to pan today. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we are going to move on to Hollywood Studios, uh, the last park in our 101 series. And so, yeah, Leslie, just tell us about um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, a.k.a. originally MGM Studios. You know, what's the origins and the overall theme of the park? So, yeah, I remember uh, what was then MGM Studios from my childhood. I remember going probably the first year that it opened and remember seeing it being built. The theme really from the early days was that it was kind of a working movie backlot. It was supposed to have a lot of things that you could see behind the scenes as when uh, things were filmed, movies were filmed. But it's really evolved over time. I mean, now... That backlot is gone and all of the MGM sponsorship is gone. It's now Hollywood Studios and it's much more of a thrill ride theme park with a lot of characters uh, thrown into that. I mean, a lot of Disney Junior, I think, is sort of in the park these days. So it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. It's a work in progress, as we know. And there's some big openings coming to it in the coming well, this summer and then next year as well. So it's it's evolving. We'll probably have to record another one of these when the park takes its new form in 2019. Or maybe even just this summer. I think uh, listeners should know that a lot of what we're saying is probably, well, not a lot of it, but part of it's going to be obsolete in three months. But basically, Hollywood Studios is kind of undergoing a pretty major, I guess, facelift is what you can say. Uh, you know, there's rumors out there that they're even going to change the name. Um, I don't know if you... So I think it's like Cinemagic Park or Cinemagic, something like that. You know, terrible, I, terrible. Yeah, I was not. I was not the biggest fan when I saw the name. So it's such a not big fan that I forgot the name. But yeah, they've actually closed a lot of rides. 
five years ago now, they closed the Backlot ride, which was kind of like a, one of those studio tour rides, kind of the behind the scenes of a working studio type rides. And then, um, recently last year, they closed the great movie ride, but you know, they've been closing down a lot of these rides because they're introducing two new major lands, uh, into Hollywood studios. So Toy Story Land, which, uh, you and I are going to is opening this June, June 30th. 2018. And so that is going to take Toy Story Midway Mania, which is a ride that already existed and add two new rides to that, the Slinky Dog Coaster. And then the third ride that they're adding is the Alien Swirling Saucers. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a brand new land. Hong Kong Disneyland has a Toy Story land, but this one's going to be bigger and better. And that's really exciting. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see it. And then next year, sometime next year, they're saying in 2019, although I personally would be really surprised if they get this done by summer. You know, they are opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, which most people just refer to as Star Wars land. But, you know, it's going to be this major Star Wars themed land based on, you know, a made up planet called Batu, and you can ride the Millennium Falcon. And there's going to be a whole Star Wars themed hotel where part of your stay, you're like going on missions and things like that. It's going to be a huge to do. Anyway, because of all of this, you know, it's like those old messages you used to see on the websites, which say like website is still under construction. Um, Hollywood Studios is going to be that for the next couple of years. So my question for you, Leslie, before we get into what there is to do at Hollywood Studios now, what of the rides that we've lost? Are there any that you feel like, you know, you really miss or are really sad to have seen gone? I'll name two. I really miss the backlot tour. I have memories of riding in those little <laughs> vehicles back there when I was a kid, complete with my, you know, late, eight, well, I guess it was early 90s fanny pack that I still memorialized in pictures. Maybe if I find one, I'll give you one to put on the website, Joe. Yeah, you should wear so. that. <laughs> But I love that ride and I love the great movie ride. I mean, having, having done that recently before they closed it, it was very dated these days and I see why it needed to be, needed to be closed. But there's so many rides that at Disney, if you went there as a child that just stand out, I remember being terrified of the uh, Sigourney Weaver alien scene at that age. And of course it looks, you know, it's so fake now as an adult <laughs> with the technology having evolved from where it has. Uh, I don't but, know what you're talking yeah. about. I still closed my eyes uh, the last time I rode that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well that's, you know, you're admitting it here on, on uh, live podcast. So I don't know what that says about you. Yeah, Jared. I think that last time I rode was with you. I don't, I'm not sure if that was the last time you rode. You know, you know I think, I think it was, I think that probably was my last ride with you. So memories, Joe memories. We missed your great movie ride. I would, I would say the thing that I miss the most is the water tower. I mean, that was so iconic and you could always see that from a distance. And you know, now that Mickey ears water tower is gone. So, you know, I guess tower of terror is now kind of the icon of the park and what you think of when you think of the park. But ever since I was a kid, I always thought of that water tower. Yeah. I remember that. Well, you don't miss the Mickey hat though, huh? Sorcerer Mickey hat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good with that one. So you can still meet Sorcerer Mickey though at uh, his meet and greet in Hollywood Studios. So, so my question for you is so much stuff is closed down right now. Hollywood Studios is essentially three rides and just a bunch of theater shows like Little Mermaid, the Frozen Sing Along, Beauty and the Beast. In your opinion, is Hollywood Studios kind of even worth visiting right now? And if it is, is it worth a whole day? So I think this is probably where you and I are going to differ. We'll see. I haven't asked your uh, 
opinion in advance, but you know my bias against Animal Kingdom. So I would say, <laughs> yes, Hollywood Studios is still worth a visit. I always visit it every trip, even on trips when I skip Animal Kingdom, and even with all the closures that have been happening. And the reasons are, I mean, I just, the thrill rides are some of Disney's best. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, those are just amazing. And even when I'm with my kids, I find a way to fast pass one or you can single rider line um, rock and roller coaster really quickly. So I'm always squeezing those in. And when I'm with my kids, there's a lot for them for the younger age, Um, the Disney Junior character meet and greets, the live on stage. That's also the location of a character meal, which I actually have not done yet with my kids, but it does have Disney Junior characters there. So I think there's just a lot for the younger set. Now, if you have kids maybe in the 9, 10, 11, 12 tween range, and maybe there's not as much for them to do there if they're not huge thrill ride fans. But for the teens and the like toddler, young elementary age kids, I think the park still works. So I don't know. I'm ready to, to stand corrected. So let me know what you think. Yeah, I think I'd mostly agree. You said exactly what I was thinking. Like basically, I think if your kids are in the middle, they're not into the thrill rides, but they're too old for stuff like Disney Junior, then, you know, that park's probably not for your family. But if you are on either end of those spectrums, I agree, some of the best thrill rides in Walt Disney World in general. Our last trip, we had to go to Hollywood Studios just to go see Disney Junior live on stage. Like we literally rope dropped Disney Junior live on stage and then walked over to Epcot uh, and entered through the International Gateway because I didn't want to stay in Hollywood Studios, but you know my kids really wanted to see the show and see the characters. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the thrill rides? Um, just you know, run through really quickly since there's only three of them. What are the three big thrill rides in Hollywood Studios? So Tower of Terror is there. It's a drop ride. So it's really just that that's the thrill is falling. And it's a great ride. The theme is creepy. And of course, Tower of Terror is gone now in Disneyland. So it's the only place that you can... Is it the only place you can see the original? I think it might be. Yep. Twilight Zone. (laughs) There you go. And then the second ride is uh, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, which has a high-speed launch and is the only roller coaster, I believe, at Disney World that goes upside down. So it's really the only real thrill ride, I would say, at Disney World. So if you've got teenagers who have a need for speed, you kind of have to do that one. Then, of course, there's Star Tours, which is a screen-based ride. You're in sort of a motion simulator um, that you you move around. And that's the, the least thrilling of the three. I think you can start taking your kids on that one a bit younger. My daughter started doing Star Tours, I think, at four or five years old. Yeah, it's like a really short height requirement. I think it's like 38 inches. Yeah, so it's easily accessible. And it's not super scary. So I think that's a good testing point for the younger kids to see if they're ready for the coasters, like Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, all of that down the road. 40 inches, excuse me. Oh, there you go. I had a tall kid, so my my knowledge of the height requirements is, is a little bit off. Yeah, we'll see. I think my son will be really into it, but I think my daughter still won't be caught dead on that ride. So too loud, too loud. So always too loud. Do you have a favorite out of those three? I feel like it's tough to top Tower of Terror. Oh, I like Rock and Roller Coaster better. And I think my love of Tower of Terror has been diminished seeing how Disneyland has improved upon it with Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So You wash your mouth out with soap. So heresy, heresy. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess Twilight Zone is not a Disney IP. It's just kind of like so kind of weird and out there that, you know, it just feels like the theming's there. And like, who listens to Aerosmith anymore? Come on. True. 
True. But the ride's really good. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of like straight up thrill ride, I think that's, yeah, that, like you said, that's the only real like upside down roller coaster that you're going to get on Disney property. So we talked a little bit about uh, the Disney junior live on stage. I'll just talk about that a little more. Um, every time I've gone, okay, it's the same guy, the same host, this poor guy. I just don't know how he feels doing day in and day out six times a day. But basically, you know, you see, uh, all your favorites. So they start in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You know, there's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and they're doing this big to do for Minnie's birthday party. And you get to see, you know, Doc McStuffins, uh, Sophia the First, and Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So it's a really fun show. It's great for younger kids, um, preschoolers, toddlers, and, you know, up to older kids. You know, if your kids still like Disney Junior, that's great. And there's a character meet and greet um, for the main ones outside. So you can go see them. Doc, Jake, Sophia, and Pluto is out there. You know, I do really think that just that area of the park is really great for young kids. Um, there's the little mermaid show is right in that plaza as well. So you can kind of spend a couple hours there and just, um, you know, little kids, they like to take it slower and you can take it slow there and really enjoy yourself there. All right, Leslie. So tell me about the star Wars fireworks at Hollywood studios. So there are two evening shows at Hollywood Studios, which I think is what keeps people around um, for the full day. And my favorite is the Star Wars fireworks show. Um, they have projections on the uh, theater. So the fireworks show is just really uh, enthralling. It's loud. So, you know, but but I know your daughter didn't have any trouble with it, Joe. So that was a victory. She was covering her ears we, the whole time. We, we but and she was like, oh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just so visually interesting. Um, and it's called, uh, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, I believe is the official name. And there's a dessert party if you want to pay a lot more money and get be- good seat. Don't know if I can recommend all those extras. Yeah, I agree with you though. I definitely prefer the Star Wars shows. I mean, it's just really cool. They use like laser effects that make it feel like lasers are getting shot. And, you know, there's just some really like big moments where the music swells and you kind of get emotional and nostalgic. So, you know, it's definitely worth seeing it's until happily ever after and magic kingdom came along. It was my favorite nighttime show at Walt Disney world. Disney magic. All right. So let's talk about where to eat at first. When I was thinking about it, I was like, man, there's not really a lot of places I like to eat in Hollywood studios, but I did come up with a couple of places that, um, you know, I could recommend to eat there, but you know, what would you say? Where are places that you would recommend people eat in Hollywood studios? My absolute favorite is 50s Primetime Cafe. We have gone there since I was a child and keep returning. It's, you know, classic old school American fare. You can get like your meat and three, that kind of thing. And if you get the right waiter or waitress, they will um, talk to you in character like they're your 50s mom or dad chastising you for not eating your vegetables. So I love that one. If, but you know, sometimes the, the wait staff can be hit or miss as to whether they really play the character. You have to go a couple times to, to probably find a gem. Yeah. For me, I think my favorite sit down is the sci-fi dine-in theater. I think the theming and just kind of the whole idea is pretty cool. You are sitting in cars like old school, uh, fifties and sixties cars. Okay. I don't know my car, so I don't know what year, but they're old, uh, old convertibles. And you know, there's just a huge screen in front of you where they're showing old black and white movies or clips of old black and white movies. You kind of get the sense that some of them are horror movies, but they never show anything that's like really scary. Like I was there with my daughter when she was four and that was no big deal. You can also, you know, Leslie, you taught me this. Disney has these ice cubes, quote unquote, that are like glow cubes that go in the water and you can get a drink at that restaurant where the ice cube or the glow cube is inside the drink. And then you can take that home. 
you know, so that's one reason why I go because they run out of batteries and you can't replace the batteries. So I have to go to get replacements. So that's a place that I like to eat for a sit down. I've got like 25 glow cubes at my house, uh, Joe. So I'll bring you a stash next time we get together. But yeah, they're the, the, the cheapest souvenir at Disney parks. And my kids are just obsessed with them. I have no idea why. Like my son even sometimes sleeps with a Disney glow cube. So, so last, last <laughs> time I went, I mean, just as a little aside, like I knew that we weren't going to have a chance to go to the sci-fi restaurant. And I was like, well, I really want to come home with glow cubes. So I like scoured the internet to find where I could get these glow cubes. Um, by the way, like if you don't get the drink, you can just buy them for like four or $5 at the sci-fi restaurant in Hollywood studios. Someone said you could get it in mouse gear in Epcot. And so I went and, you know, I told my kids, Oh, we're going to get the glow cubes here. And rookie mistake, never tell your kids you're going to get X at Y because as you know, it never works out. And of course they didn't have it. I was like, do you have glow cubes? And you know, I might as well have had two heads the way that cast member looked at me. And to her credit, she tried to find it, but we couldn't find them. Disney fail. Oh, well. Hey, happy ending, though. <laughs> they ended up having them at Chef Mickey's. Uh, I saw that they have them in one of the alcoholic drinks there. And so, you know, I bought one there um, for my kids. So we survived, but it was, it was, it was close there for a minute. The things we do. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're going, if you want to go a little bit classier, a little bit more expensive, um, you know, you and I, we've eaten at the Brown Derby together. That restaurant is pretty nice. And in terms of quick service meals, you know, I don't really love the options there, but if I had to choose one, I'd probably go to Backlot Express. I don't know about you. Yeah, there aren't a lot of great counter service there. I almost always eat sit down. And yeah, I think you're right to throw a tip of the hat to Hollywood Brown Derby because it's actually a sit down restaurant where you can often get same day reservations and it's pricey, but you know, it's a nice atmosphere and good AC and escape the heat with your kids or without your kids. So before we finish up, let's just talk a little about Toy Story Land. Are you excited that it's coming in? You know, what are your kind of expectations for what it's going to be like? And I guess you already like going to the Hollywood studios, but do you think it'll like kind of cement the need to go to Hollywood studios on a visit? Yeah, I think it'll take it up a notch for sure for me. You know, two new rides being added to the mix is helpful. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I loved Toy Story Land at Hong Kong Disneyland, even though most of the rides there were pretty prefab. What? That parachute ride is so original. <laughs> we love the parachute ride. Don't knock the parachute ride. Oh, I love the parachute <laughs> ride too. And the line is great, but it's not a, it's not a unique ride by any means. Not at all. So these will be more unique. And I love the theming. I mean, I'm hoping they'll have a lot of great character meet and greets. You know, we'll be there for the opening on the 30th. Um, so we'll have some information for everybody when it does come out. But I'm, I'm very excited about it. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm excited too. So Hong Kong has a slinky dog coaster, but it's it's not really a coaster. It just kind of goes in a circle. But, you know, we I saw the track like over a year ago. And this, this is like a legit roller coaster. I mean, it's going to be at the very least, it'll be more than the barnstormer. So I'm excited for that. I'm not sure how I feel about the uh, alien saucer spin. I guess you have to have one of those rides in these kinds of places and toy story midway mania. We didn't talk about it, but you know, I just love that ride. Um, it's sort of like Buzz Lightyear's space ranger spin. You're on a track, but you're shooting at targets and it's a lot of fun um, for people of all ages. And I'm pretty sure you destroyed me when we uh, went on that together. I don't remember, but uh, I usually destroy everybody, Joe. You know, I have a lot of practice getting getting that ride on both coasts. Nobody likes a braggart, Leslie. <laughs> That's what I was taught when I was a kid. You know, you know the, the things I cling to that I'm good at, right? I got to, you know, grasping at straws here. Yes. Oh, and uh, last thing, just in terms of quick service, Woody's Lunchbox, the 
restaurant that's going to be opening up in Toy Story Land, that does look like it might be pretty good. And at the very least, Disney makes sure that its new places that it opens are good for the first year. So it should be good for quick service food there, at least for the first year or so. And then Star Wars Galaxy Edge will come along and, you know, we can drink blue milk. So we'll be all good. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to try the, the new restaurants when we're there in a few a few weeks. Wait, uh, I've, we won't be there in a few weeks, but that's fine. It's a few weeks. It's like under 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's single digit weeks. We'll be there in single digit weeks. All right. This is devolving. We got to get out of here. Leslie, thanks so much. Do you have uh, any final thoughts or are you blank as always? I'm a blank slate. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks everyone.